You are now listening to episode seven of Running for Office, the podcast. I'm your host, Claudia Zapata. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all. It's your favorite person back with another episode. I want to start this one off by saying happy Trans Awareness Week. For those of you all that don't know, Transgender Awareness Week is a week when transgender people and their allies take action to bring attention to the community by educating the public about who transgender people are, sharing stories and experiences, and advancing advocacy around the issues of prejudice, discrimination, and violence that affect the transgender community. Transgender Awareness Week always predicates the Transgender Day of Remembrance. Transgender Day of Remembrance was founded by transgender advocate Gwendolyn Ann Smith as a vigil to honor her memory of Rita Hester, a transgender woman who was killed in 1998. The vigil commemorated all the transgender people lost to violence that year and began an important memorial that has become the annual Transgender Day of Remembrance. You can participate in the Transgender Day of Remembrance by attending or organizing a vigil on November 20th to honor all those whose lives were lost to anti-transgender violence that year. One of the many resources that I have found and read that is extremely useful is the Straight for Equality's 74-page guide to being a trans ally. One thing that I do not speak about very often is the fact that I was in a relationship with someone who was transitioning. Now, I don't go into details, although I would love to share all of the things that I've learned about myself and about uh, transgender folks in general, but in order to protect the other person and their identity, I refrain from speaking on that subject. So we'll just leave it at that. However, one of the most important things that I learned after being in that relationship was to be authentic. And this is because you have to admit that when you're an ally, there are some things that you will never understand and never ever experience. And so while you may want to provide some input and some comfort by way of, you know, shared experiences or things that you have been through, sometimes that just won't cut it and it doesn't work. And so this is an important lesson that applies to just about everything. And that's the smooth transition, y'all, for how I start talking about how authenticity plays its role in political campaigns and candidates. When I first started this podcast and set my intentions on running for office, I pledged to myself that I would be authentically me. This is why in my first episode, I start out by pointing out every single one of my flaws, my downfalls, the skeletons in my closet, my mental health issues. I wanted to be extraordinarily transparent about all of the potential negatives about me. I truly believe and have seen that people don't fall in love with campaigns. They fall in love with people. 
And so the more that you can identify with someone and the more that someone can imagine themselves having a drink or grabbing a bite to eat with you, the more likely you are to capture their trust. There are a lot of political consulting firms out there. I've had about 15 or so reach out to me since I started this podcast, and they all seem to struggle with this idea. Additionally, I have come in contact with other candidates who ran for office here in Texas during this last election season, and I often found myself butting heads with them about the role that authenticity plays in campaigns and exactly how to campaign. You'll see that Most establishment candidates, older candidates like Gen X and older, and political consulting firms will all tell you the same thing, to use quote-unquote proven tactics that all candidates use to win over voters, to follow the order of things, to start small before you go big. And holy hell, every time I have someone offering to quote-unquote mentor me or give me some advice on how to run my campaign and they tell me this shit, I just laugh and I just say, okay, well, thank you for that. Okay, bye-bye. And that's it. I pack up and move on. As we have seen with deep grassroots movements like Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and Beto O'Rourke, there is more than one way to run your campaign. And if anything, most candidates are forgetful because we don't have anything to remember them by. If you don't move me, if I don't feel like we could personally be friends, I'm not going to remember you. And I think that is the most important thing. That is truly what a lot of people pay big money for when they're running a campaign, is purely ads and marketing materials for name recognition. Well, here's one piece of advice for all of you establishment Democrats, older candidates, political consulting firms. You don't have to spend that much money in order to have your name known. How about you just be yourself, allow the candidate to shine and truly be their authentic selves and be memorable. So if there is one thing that I want to say, it's don't be a well-rounded candidate. Don't be one-dimensional. There are so many cookie-cutter politicians and candidates out there who play to the masses and fall in line with the same campaigns that we've seen ran throughout the decades. We all see the same type of messaging, the same type of colors, fonts, photos, tweets, even at this point, from all candidates. In all honesty, I just find it such a major turnoff. If I don't feel like you're bringing anything new or substantive to the table, then why the hell are you even speaking in the first place? That does not make me want to vote for you. Just because you have the ability and capability to be able to speak doesn't mean that what you are saying actually has any value to it. So I say don't. Don't do that. Don't fall in line. Don't use the same cookie cutter methods. Challenge yourself, challenge your peers, and challenge your constituents. That is how we grow and have meaningful conversations. This also means that you need to know when to shut the hell up and admit that you have no idea what is going on or are not very informed about a certain issue. 
I have seen way too many instances of candidates speaking on an issue because they felt they had to, and they didn't bring anything substantive or new to the conversation. Don't speak about something purely for clout or because it's a buzzword and you want to make sure that people see you as well-rounded. Just don't, because it's really obvious when you speak on a subject and you have actually either no passion for it or you truly have no idea or former experience that allows you to be able to speak on it. With all that being said... How is it that you can practice being authentic? Well, I have four ways for you. Being an authentic individual means encapsulating these four sayings. Know thyself. This means self-awareness. Acknowledge your limitations and know when to just be quiet and participate. Two, be genuine. This means being transparent. Don't just use it as a buzzword. Actually practice it and share things that may be harmful to your campaign or how others perceive you. Three, be fair-minded. This means process your ideas and thoughts. I like to process my ideas and thoughts like a complex Venn diagram. For example, when I think about an issue, I think about each and every single stakeholder, their differences, their commonalities, and how they might align in some situations and not in others. And I try to find that one area, that one sweet spot where they all cross over and can agree. You also want to make sure that you think about the why of their stance and give it value according to what you believe and know. This is the only time when being well-rounded is okay. And lastly, four, do the right thing. Put the greater good ahead of your own agenda and sacrifice as needed. Hopefully this episode has been helpful or educational in some form. I want to stress that I am not a seasoned politician. I have a measly bachelor's degree. I have no clue on whether or not being an authentic candidate truly works or not. However, the one thing that I do know how to be is a people's person. So if that gives me any credibility, I'll take it.